Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Hey everyone, in the podcast with Brad from Go Wild, I mentioned I had recorded a few episodes at the Great American Outdoor Show. This is the first of those episodes. I apologize for the background chatter from the event. Unfortunately, there was no way around it. I hope you enjoy the next few episodes from Outfitters and Guides from all across the United States. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These really help my podcast be found by others. And without further ado, we will get into this week's episode. All right, I got a story on coyote hunting. Uh, we were hunting a few years ago, and uh, the hounds were hot and heavy on a coyote. And uh, all of a sudden, one of my hounds come running out full speed. And uh, the coyote was on his butt <laughs> trying to bite him. Yeah. And I've heard of that with, like, coon hunters, you know, well, it's squirrel hunters. <laughs> Not people that are actually coyote hunting. Well, I, I hadn't heard of it. I, I'd heard of it, but never seen it. And we're actively hunting it. And this, it was one single dog against two coyotes. And they, they run him out of the woods. It was during breeding oh, okay. season. And um, so that yeah. male coyote kept barking at us. Howling at us for mm-hmm. oh probably fifteen to twenty minutes. Well, in that same time we uh, got all the hounds together and we go. held them all and let them listen to him howl, and then we let all the dogs go on him. He decided <laughs> not to stand there and bark at us anymore. He he, he left when there was more than so. one. <laughs> That's just a little <laughs> quick little thing, but uh, normally that doesn't happen. Yeah, Normally when hunting the coyotes, they, they run away from the hounds. Um, during breed season, yeah. you do see some different things where uh, the coyote male will actually let the hounds run the female, and he will try to attack them from the behind. We have seen that. But only when there's one hound. If there's two or three hounds, they won't do okay. it. They'll, they'll split and go. Mm-hmm. Now, the only experience I really have with coyotes, we don't have a ton where I, I live. But uh, actually, last spring, I had my dogs retreat, and... I walked out into a field, uh, picked cornfield during breeding season and just to try to back up because they were treed right on the edge of the woods. And I walked out in the field and happened to see here, here come the, whole, the pair of them coming into the tree. Yep. Luckily, my dogs were completely oblivious to them even there. So I spotlighted them and was kind of hollering. They tucktailed and run when they saw me. But Right. It's funny they do stuff during breeding season they'll never do any other time of year. Yeah. So we're going to run some trash, obviously. We're running coyotes today, you know, which for my audience is typically considered trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we talk tree dogs here, so, oh. you know, well. bear hunting, lion hunting, coon hunting. Well, I run my dogs. Uh, I do run with people who run bobcats, and I run my dogs on bobcats okay. also. Um, and they will tree with them. Uh, one of my hounds is... He won't stay on tree. He's running walker, of course, but he'll mm-hmm. uh, he circles the tree. So if a bobcat bumps the tree, mm-hmm. where he jump, where he runs up a little bit and then jumps off and tries to get away, that's a real good hound on that because he yeah. he keeps circling until he finds the track and goes again. So we've had real good luck with him staying on the yeah. bobcats that bump. Where some dogs, tree dogs, just stay in one spot and bark, and there's no yep. cat there anymore. They locate, and then when it bails, they don't even right. They notice stay it. right there. They just so. That's helped on that for us. and mm-hmm. uh, But uh, I don't think coyotes are trash. I think they're fun <laughs> to run. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like I said, well, for most people that listen to this, 
they run some sort of tree dog. So yes, <laughs> coyotes typically considered a trash race yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're running a tree dog. Yes, yes, most definitely. So why don't you tr- introduce yourself now? My name's Todd Jackson. I'm from Searsport, Maine. I'm the owner of Penobscot Bay Outfitters, and we do some bobcat hunts, coyote hunts, along with some other things. And uh, yeah, you do a lot of duck hunting. It looks like yeah, we do ducks and some bear. And, okay. We do hound hunts for bear. Uh, those, those are really fun. Oh, yeah. What I do a lot for hunting after I do my guide seasons, I like to hunt the coyote. Okay. That's, uh, that's my, my uh, fun thing to do in my yeah. life after season gets <laughs> over. <laughs> your, your way to escape the... Yes. The, yeah. Since hunting is your, is your profession. I get to escape the everyday yeah. grind of it and have fun myself. Mm-hmm. So. But I like watching the dogs. The biggest thing for me is is I don't care who harvests the coyote or even if we get one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the race, the good time of watching yeah. them run and go. And uh, our idea of a, a good day is if everybody gets home safe. Yep. What the hunters, the dogs. If we get a if we get a coyote, hey, it was a great day. Yeah. Bobcat, really great day. Mm-hmm. So that's Definitely. how we consider our hunts, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know? No, that's most of the guys that listen to this are not professional outfitters or anything. So. That's most guys are going to say, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of us, you know, I'm, every hound hunter I've been with, I mean, I, I, years ago I used to coon hunt with a guy, and it was, it was the working of the dog, mm-hmm. how the dogs worked, and yep. it was all, that was the part of it. The, the, the end of it, the harvesting of the animal was just the bonus. Yep. Definitely. So how long have you owned Penobscot Bay Outfitters? I've owned it for 30 years. I started wow. it myself. and Okay. Owned it. I started guiding when I was 21 years old. Gotcha. So this is all you've ever done, really? That's all pretty much I've ever done. I've cool. had some other jobs on the way, but mm-hmm. uh, road construction jobs in the summertime until I get my guide business built up enough in the fall so I can yeah. just get done and just be a guide. That's awesome. That's not something you hear a lot of. Most guys anymore, you know, buying something out or taking something over for... You're right. You know, yep, they do. A family member or something like that. Have you been running hounds all that through the course of that or... I've been running coyote hounds for about 10 years. I had some friends of mine that did it ahead of time. They you know, kept saying, you've got to come try it, Todd. You've got to come <laughs> try it, Todd. And, uh, so I went out and one day and tried it with them. And the next day, I think I uh, got online and ordered my uh, Garmin GPS tracking <laughs> systems. And uh, the next year, I had uh, coyote hounds. <laughs> there you go. So that's, I mean, I had done coons, like I said, back when I was a, when I was a kid in high school. Mm-hmm. And I took like 20 years off in between. And then, uh, gotcha. Not, not that I didn't want to, I just didn't, you know, other things were going on. Oh, yeah. Now, what kind of coonhounds did you run? Uh, back in the day, there was black and tans, and we had uh, a uh, blue tick. Okay. The guy that I was running with. And uh, black and tans from my dogs now that were the running walkers mm-hmm. were slower. But for coons, oh, yeah. they were great. And they were, we had a couple of real super dogs. We used to have a strike cage on the front of a truck. And we'd yeah. drive along and strike them that way and drop the drop the. Uh, dogs on the coons, and geez, a lot of cool. times you'd have them within mm-hmm. nice hot tracks. You know, yeah, you know, pretty close to the road. You didn't have to go very far. Um, one quick little story on that: we went in one time on a coon and uh, climbed. Had to, I had to climb the tree because couldn't really get a sh- good shot on it. And I get to the very top of the tree and couldn't see the coon. It's like, where's the coon? And the guys from the bottom could see it. He goes, Yeah, they're still above you. And I mean, I'm not big, <laughs> big fir tree. And I mean, it's like four feet left of the tree. And I kind of reached around with my head. I had miner's hat on with a big. Yep. light on it and I looked and the coon was looking down at me about a few <laughs> feet away so I shot him in the head with a 22 and he hit me in the chest on the way down and I almost <laughs> fell out of the tree which luckily I didn't but yeah 
So we got down to the bottom, and then I had to carry that coon out. And that coon, was, we ended up weighing, it was 42 pounds. Holy smokes. And those coon at 42 pounds dragged really hard out of the woods. <laughs> I'd imagine so. At night when you had to go a ways. And uh, it seemed like the, there's nothing to grab onto those to really hold them. Mm -hmm. And they slip out of your hand. And, uh, yep. But that was, that was fun. It was just, we, we used to, you know, back in those days, the coons were really, you know, high priced for hides. We used oh, to yeah. make a lot of money, you know, 30 bucks a kitten. Yeah, you know. What was a 42-pound coon worth? Oh, that one, I think we got $57 or something like that. From Jeez, so, nice. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have coon that big. No. <laughs> I think my biggest coon I killed this year, which is probably the biggest coon I've killed in the last couple, is like 22 pounds. Really? Yeah. That one was a giant. I've never seen a bigger coon than that. That was yeah. just enormous. He looked like a bear. Mm -hmm. That's right. why when I, when I shot him and he hit me in the chest, I mean, I literally almost fell out of the tree. It, it, I, I swung like a door. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So you said you're running, running walkers for coyotes then? I have running walker, blue tick mixes, okay. uh, two of them. Uh, they're both brothers. Okay. And then I have a uh, running walker, you know, full running walker. Mm -hmm. Two Actually, two full running walkers. One of them's too old now. We don't run him anymore. He can't hear very good and can't see very good. But, <laughs> but he's, he, was a, he, was a, he was the hound. Um, okay. I, when I got him. He was uh, seven years old. He trained four of my dogs, and he was super on it. I mean, he mm -hmm. was the one. Good deal. Now, is that Ron Walker's your preferred breed then, or you tried anything else? I, I haven't tried anything else. I've seen some other dogs. Mm -hmm. um, the Ron Walker seemed fast for the coyotes. Okay. I mean, they seemed to, they seemed to be the, the quick ones. I have had uh, watched some red bones and stuff on bear. Yeah. Um, they seem to be pretty quick dogs. Um, we had a guy a couple of years ago had some Ridgebacks. Really? Yeah. You ever seen one of those? Yeah. And, and I'm, actually, the funny thing is, is I had a kid, I was talking to a kid here today, and he was like asking me that. He's like, you ever seen anybody hunt a Ridgeback? And I'm like, no. I'm like, I know theoretically they, you know, used to be. but The first ones I ever saw had a, had a uh, like an inch long mane from his mm -hmm. back of his neck all the way to his tail. Yep. And uh, it looked like, so other, some of the other dogs would be nervous of them because they thought they were... Uh, had their hackles up. Yeah, had the hackles up. So, but anyway, those dogs, um, they didn't bark as much as I like. Mm -hmm. um, they barked really hot, especially when they were right on the bear. Gotcha. But they didn't bark a lot cold trail. And in my personal opinion, I like to know when we're on a good trail. And yeah. Even if they don't have, don't have to bark a lot, but just so we know. Yeah. Um, two of those brothers I was talking about that I got that a blue tick walker mm -hmm. mixes. Um, one of them is real good cold trail bark. And you can tell when he heats up, he barks more. And his okay. brother doesn't bark on a cold track. Okay. And they run together. Hmm. And then when he starts barking, you want to get ready. <laughs> That's weird. You would think. Uh, you would think. They're brothers, they're, and they, they just how they. More similar. And also, with that blue tick blood in there, you'd think they'd be a little more open, too. Yep. Well, they bark good. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the, the dog Spot, um, he doesn't bark the track until it gets warm. Gotcha. Where, you know, it's pretty... You want to be ready. You mm -hmm. want to, <laughs> he's about to be jumped if he hasn't already. So you've never run any of, any of the other running hound breeds, like a July or Triggs or anything like that? Uh, we don't have many of those up in Maine, no. Okay. Um, I know a lot of guys in the Midwest do. Um, I just haven't seen them. We don't, we don't have them. Um, gotcha. You know, we have some guys come up from North Carolina doing the bear with us. Mm -hmm. And they have some red, uh, uh, the red ticks, and um, their walker colors on their are more reddish. Okay. Our walker, my walkers are more black and white. Yeah. Um, in the in the tan type, mm -hmm. and those ones a lot they come up with they're they're, from, they're from more of a redder type. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, bloodline. 
still they all run good. Yeah, bark good, but they just different different it's, it's different parts of the country. Different how these some of these dogs are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my son just got two brand new uh, blue tick pups, and they're nine months old. We're trying to get them running with the walkers right now. Okay. And uh, they're beautiful dogs. They're just got the beautiful blue tick colors and the. And, uh, now they from someone local or. Got them from you know in Maine. Okay. Uh, a local breeder, in Maine, and got them, and they're all papered up, and we'll see if we can get them running good on the cats. Go. They've, they've been, I mean the coon, oh, the coons, the coyotes. Um, we've just got them starting to run. They're they're starting to leave the, their father, son, which is my mm-hmm. son. They're starting to go yeah. and not come back. Um, they've been going out, you know, hundred yards, two hundred yards, come back, hundred yards, mm-hmm. come back, three hundred, come back. And the last couple runs. You know, they stayed good with the, the hounds for a few miles, Yeah, which is good. You know, so well, we're getting them there. Another another few weeks, few more runs we should mm-hmm. be going. Now, what's a typical coyote race? Oh, How boy, they, that? they vary between dogs. And up in Maine, a lot varies with the snow. Okay. Uh, like right now, there's a lot of snow. And this past weekend, my son took my dogs with his hounds, and they killed uh, three coyotes. Nice. And a lot of the runs were real short. They just... Okay. They were the coyotes. See, the coyote, when you have a lot of fresh snow in Maine, the coyotes break in trail all the time. Mm-hmm. So the hounds are always catching him. Yeah. And sometimes what we'll do is if they cross a road, we'll spike new dogs on. Yeah. And when we spike new dogs on, see, the coyote can't take a break. Yep. And you just put fresh dogs on him. Yep. And they'll run him down quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that once or twice, and he just he can't, he can't take a break, and then they got him. Yeah. Now, for coyotes, are you still limited to six dogs like you are for bear? We are, yes. Okay. Is that, so for, normally is we that just, for everything? In Maine it is, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, normally we just try to run a couple dogs at a time and save them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if we wound one, we'll put more dogs in to gotcha. catch them and stop them. Yeah. And then we don't, you know, because a lot of times if you wound one, they'll, they'll fight more. The coyotes will fight more, and I'd rather have four or five dogs in there instead of two, my two best ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you catch a lot of them or do you bay a lot of them? Do you sh- they, we bay. We, sh- we shoot most of them. Uh, they bay some of them, especially in the snow. My dogs mm-hmm. aren't. Uh, they're not the catch-and-kill type, gotcha. uh, which I'm kind of happy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older dog I was talking about earlier, the one we retired, uh, he was he was one that would fight. Yeah. But, of course, in fighting, uh, you have vet bills. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went in one time, they caught a big female, and she wasn't giving it up easy. And uh, he had his whole side of his face ripped open. Ooh. You could see his muscles moving on his face from his nose to his cheek. Jeez. So I had to take him to the vets and get him sewed up. And, you know, when you get a vet bills, I'd much rather have the dogs push him than yeah. uh, catch him. <laughs> yep. No, I can understand that. I was uh, talking to another guy this morning, and he was telling me about some crazy vet bills from a, a bear oh. hit a dog's leg and had to have the leg removed. Yeah. Bears are hard on dogs. Mm-hmm. That's why I, don't, I won't run my dogs on bear. Um, I just I got too much time invested, too much <laughs> money invested on them, and, and I love them. They're my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just, I, you know. I, I myself don't gonna run my dogs on bear, <laughs> but you like doing it though. But I like doing it. I do, you know. And I and I have been on some bear hunts that they're hired on bear. Uh, you know, the dogs have been the bear gets hired on them. Um, we were on one one time that got ripped open pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of sad when that happens, you know. You definitely happens. Yep. Now you said so most of your your coyotes are bait though. Like yeah, you we'll bay them or we'll shoot them on crossings too. Okay, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, some of these blocks we hunt, you know, we've uh, hunted them for years, and we know exactly where they're going to cross. And mm-hmm. there's certain contours on land that they always follow for generations. They do, and they, okay. they, 
that we always set a guy at that point, and he comes by the point every time. Um, another quick little story. Uh, just the other day, I was out on a hunt uh, four or five years ago. Um, had a spot where the coyotes crossed, and I had two across a beaver dam on me, and the wintertime was frozen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I shot one of them. The second one, I didn't realize there was two, and I fired uh, three shots at the first one. And then the second one come across, and one bullets my gun. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had to get on that one later. We ended up killing, you know, catching that one and killing it, you know, a couple miles later. But uh, so two weeks ago, I was sitting at that same crossing. And I had a coyote come right up in the same spot. Yeah. So it's kind of—I hadn't been there in, you know, five years, but come on the same spot. So <laughs> that's funny. It's crazy how how animals are so habitual, just to yeah certain certain like you said the contour or certain a lot know, of times a lot of times with coyotes if you watch those GPS tracking calls with the uh, with the contour line maps you watch how the the land comes to a point how the contours come down and mm -hmm. that's where they'll always cross okay so that's something that's taken took me a while to learn but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> why is he always crossing there when you because I've had the bird's eye chips yeah and when you change my GPS you can hit the button so you can change it to uh, you get the regular contour lines, mm -hmm. and then you can see, oh, he always comes down there, and that's why, because of yep. the, the land, how it, the ridge just comes right down to a point, and that's where they run right down that point and cross the road. Yep. So. So what stands out about coyote hunting? Like, what made you pick that versus bear hunting or coon hunting or anything else? Uh, we can hunt coyotes in Maine year-round. Okay. So it gives us, you know, coons, we get a couple months, bear, you got, you know, a month and a half. Mm -hmm. we can, I can run my hounds pretty much year-round. Okay. I don't run them in the July and August up home. Uh, usually, the you know a lot of seventy, high seventies, eighties, nineties. I don't want to run the dogs out, mm -hmm. so we just take those months off. And it starts getting cool, we run them again. Yeah, very cool. I know a lot of guys um, in Virginia that I hunt with. That's their biggest gripe is when, when bear hunting is like you only get a few months out of the year. Right. Yep. And I like hearing the dogs work. Yep. Um, we had one dog wasn't one of mine, but a friend of mine one year uh, we started we tried to run. In June, it was pretty warm, 70 or so, and the dog got exhausted, and we had to carry him out. Jeez. You know, for, it was like a 300-yard yeah. carry the dog out because he wouldn't, he wouldn't move. He just – Yeah. So we had to cool him down, put the water to him, and he lived. He's fine, but he mm -hmm. just – he was spent. He, had, he yep. was done. So I, after that day when we did that, I, we stopped doing the warm runs. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I don't – I pretty much take my, most of the summer off myself just yeah. for coon hunting just because right. it's hot, bugs – Give them, a, give them a couple months to yep. get bigger and then run them in the fall. Yep. <laughs> so you've told me a little bit about your pack. Um, how many more dogs do you have? That you have? How many dogs do you have total? Well, I've got uh, three labs I run for my Sea Duck Guiding business, and mm -hmm. uh, I just have uh, four okay. uh, myself, coyote hounds. Yeah. Uh, like I said, one's retired and three of them are, are running. I've got a, uh, a six-year-old and two five-year-olds. Okay. The two brothers are five-year-olds. So, and I'm looking oh. to get another female here right off. Um, you need to I've got one I'm, I'm looking at that's, uh, she's nine months old, been running a pen a lot, mm -hmm. you know, on coyotes, and I'm going to get her and there you go. bring her along, then probably have a litter in a couple of years and bring a couple more along. There you go. Love it. Oh, I know. People say, oh, you got so many dogs. It's like, ah, eh, eh, this is what it is. <laughs> well, for you, it's business, business yeah. expense. That's right. We can write it off. <laughs> write off all that dog food on the taxes. Everyone just says it's always a business expense. You still got to pay for that expense. Oh, I know. <laughs> just teasing. but Oh, no. But, but people think that way. Mm -hmm. The other day you, we talked and you told me you had seven dogs. I just assumed you were talking hounds. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about your labs for your, all your ducks. Yeah, I had the... Uh, I've got uh, a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, and I've got a puppy now. It's, uh, he's 
seven months. Okay. Um, I had a four-year-old on the same breed line, but uh, he, he ended up getting cancer in the throat, had a growth, hmm. and we had, to, we had to put him down. It's a pretty sad story. Jeez, but, sorry uh, to hear that. Because he was, he was in it. But uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you, um, anyone that lives around with his Lyme disease, mm-hmm. make sure you Lyme your dogs. Yeah. I lost one of my coyote hounds, my best one, a couple of years ago yeah. because of Lyme. And I'll tell you, it was a killer. Um, I just put the tick stuff on his back. Yeah. And people had said that, oh, every now and again they'll have a seizure. Mm-hmm. You know, after you do that. And he did. Didn't think anything about it. I didn't take him to the vet. Um, he ended up dying. He had kidney failure two months later. Jeez. Um, it's something that at that stage, if I'd have gone to the vet and had him checked, I probably might have been able to mm-hmm. save him. So it's a real kick in the back to yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. So I've, I had to, I learned. But just anyone out there, just think of that. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, Which is basically the whole East Coast. Yeah, pretty much now. Mm-hmm. So I, I have my Lyme vaccine. My dog, I'm tested also every year. Yeah. Just to make sure. Definitely. You know, I, like me, they're my kids. Yep. You know, I, I consider all my dogs, you know. My kids and I treat them good. <laughs> Definitely. Now your son, you said he's got some dogs. So does he hunt with you then? Yes. Yep. Okay. How many does he have? He's got those two uh, oh. blue ticks we were talking about, those okay. nine-month-old ones, and he's just getting into it because he just bought his house. So he'll gotcha. probably have some more eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So does he help you with, with the guiding at all? Or? He helps some, but he's uh, he's got a real job. He's got a, he's the cable guy. He works for <laughs> Spectrum, putting cable in people's houses. So gotcha. He's got a wicked good shift, though. He works from 12 noontime to 8 o'clock at night so we can hunt with me every morning. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. It works out good for him. <laughs> for having a real job, you know, that's, that's like a you pretty said, good that's real pretty, job. <laughs> pretty good hours. Especially at 23 years old, you know, be able to kind of set your hours and yeah. pick your shift like that. I guess no one else wanted that shift. He loves it. So. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, though. I mean, most people, older people like I know, that would be hard to shift for me with right. kids. But right. if I didn't have kids. He doesn't have kids, so, you know, he's... He loves it. Yeah, definitely. So, he, and then he's not a real early riser. He'd rather he'd <laughs> rather be up later at night. Yeah. And uh, so that that shift when he's not hunting, he can sleep in until eight ten o'clock and yeah. get up. <laughs> there you go. So you said you run some cats. Yes. How's that work? Well, cat dogs or? Well, we run the same coyote hounds on mm-hmm. on the cat dogs. We just find the cat tracks in the snow, mm-hmm. and we'll just put the nose in them and go with it. Okay. It's funny. We always thought they were just going to be coyote dogs, and we found a cat track one time that was actually. We I see it cross the road, and I first thought it was a coyote, so we just let him go. Yeah. And it ended up being a cat, and it was a big cat, and we got that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, well, I guess they will run cats. <laughs> so then we kind of, you know, whenever we find a fresh cat track, we'll put it on it. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we've done pretty good, we've got a bunch of nice cats with them, nice big bobcats. Nice. We don't put on little ones, though. If we, you know, if we don't, we've got to find a cat that's, his track is, oh, about almost as big as like a Gatorade bottle. Okay. Not quite as big, you know, big as that, but because that's a giant one. But you know, a good-sized cat we'll put down on. Small cats we don't, because we just don't need to run them. Gotcha. You know, we don't even. We'll just go find a coyote track and run those. Mm-hmm. But our biggest thing is like we try to run every day. So if we see yeah. a if we see a coyote track, we run that. If we see a bobcat, we run that. Cool. We do have bobcat baits out and okay. uh, cameras and stuff on them. So if they are on the cameras, we'll go and mm-hmm. run them. Times right, but there you go. It's just fun. We just try to run and have a good time. Oh yeah, definitely. But being a guide like in business-wise, we don't shoot the cats ourselves because, mm-hmm. you know, they can make me money down the road. So we yeah. just run them, tree them, <laughs> pull the dogs off, and Definitely. go find another one. Do any of your dogs tree if, like, you're running by yourself? Yeah, they'll tree. They'll stay. Okay. They'll stay there. But like I said, that one of them, will, he's just he, he's so much into coyotes, he thinks the bobcat. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm assuming he thinks it's like a bug, like a coyote, because he'll circle the trees. You can see him on the GPS circle, and then all of a sudden he'll, you know, like a cat, they'll, they'll bump. He'll go off. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can have a dog, like Spot, his brother will stay at the tree and just bark at the, at the tree that the cat's in, mm -hmm. if the cat's still there. And then, uh, you know, the other dog uh, will come back, Scout will come back to the tree and... It will yeah. stay with him, but he just does. He doesn't really. He doesn't stand <laughs> up the tree, bark up the tree like a like a coonhound would or something. Yeah. He just kind of he he'll bark, but he doesn't like mm -hmm. launch up the tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not standing up the tree. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And on coyotes, if my coyote, my dogs the coyotes go in a hole and they can't see it, they won't stay with it. Okay. They, it, it's funny if it's if they can see the coyote, they'll stay all day with it. But if it's not, they can't. But see if they it. can't see it, they'll go to a hole like that and they. They smell around and they, I don't, they don't realize it or whatever, mm -hmm. and they just circle. You yeah. can watch them circle on the GPS and try to find it, and then they just they'll stop barking, they'll come back, and like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so we've had some instances, you know, like, what happened? How do we lose that coyote? You know, we're on it heavy and the mm -hmm. whole deal. That's we're assuming. He went into a rock pile or a hole and got away yeah. that way. Because a lot of times when that happens, it is a rocky type area, you okay. know, on tops of mountains and stuff like that. So we're assuming they go in dent holes. Now, what kind of like terrain is it up there where you hunt? Well, depends on which bait we're on. We got some that's more fields, <laughs> more flatter ground. Then we got other areas that's more mountainous—not mountainous, but hilly with, you know, rock. We have a lot of blueberry land in that area, so there's okay. lots of rocks and rock piles and and stuff like that. So I mean, we gotcha. we know we've had some going rock piles before. Mm -hmm. well, you know, sometimes we can even bobcats win them. Oh yeah, I'm and sure. we just can't see them. You know, mm -hmm. so we don't we don't try to shoot them or anything because you can't get them out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not into killing an animal I can't get. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. Even, I get it. even a coyote. I mean, I don't like coyotes, but I do. I respect them. I mean, they're a very smart animal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we run in the spring sometimes, and, you know, a couple of times we've, we've run females thinking we're on a male, and then we find these pups, and, we, you know, we don't shoot the female. We let it go. Gotcha. I mean, I, you know, because when those pups get older, they're runners, you know, yep. in the fall. <laughs> like I said, it's just funny the difference because from a coyote or hunter's perspective versus a lot of other people a lot of other people like shoot every coyote there is you know well and we do but i'm not going to kill a female with puppies if once i if i know she's got puppies i won't i won't kill her yeah. you know i just don't i'm not that way mm -hmm. sometimes we found um we found dens that have had puppies in them yeah. and we just leave the area we don't hunt that again until mm -hmm. fall gotcha just so you know we had one one day we found it one of them was a black pup that's pretty cool. Full black. Another one was pretty black. Mm -hmm. And so the next year we killed the one that was close, to, you know, pretty black, not black, black. But yep. And we haven't seen the black one yet. So. Okay. So you're hoping. Whether, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Whether something else got in or not, I don't know. But uh, we haven't seen that black one. Okay. And he was jet black as a That'd puppy. That'd be pretty that, cool. You know, he was only probably, what, he was, well, he had his teeth. So he was probably, what, four months maybe, four or five months. Gotcha. Very cool. We left it until fall and still didn't see him. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Who knows? Could have just moved out a little bit. Could have moved out, yeah. yeah. Or oh, we just haven't got on him haven't yet. Haven't gotten him yet, so we'll see. You said you got a lot of good stories. I need to hear a couple more. Oh, let's see. We had we had a group of one time we had uh, we found some blonde coyotes. Really? And uh, they were they were just blonde as blonde. And uh, I had one of them go across the field on me one day, and I fired at it three times with my shotgun and didn't get it and uh, didn't think I'd get it or whatever. So anyway, mm -hmm. we were running that same area that fall. That was in the, that was in the spring. That was probably, it was in like May. And uh, so that fall, I shot a blonde coyote. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it uh, had a buckshot pellet stuck in it. It's one of yeah. those legs. You did hit it. So I might have hit it. <laughs> yeah, someone else might have shot it too, but it had sure. a it had a pellet stuck in it that uh, mm-hmm. it healed over. Yeah, healed over, and uh, so that was kind of funny, and, you know, neat to see that. Yeah, it's it's amazing what they can what they can suck off. You know, oh, yeah. hit hit wise. Um, we shot one one day and you know blew a leg off, and that one lived. We see it. You know, we still haven't got it. Jeez. And it's, uh, you would it's, think a three-legged coyote wouldn't stand a chance. Well, you would think so, but it, it seems to stay around houses a lot ah. more now. So we can't. It doesn't get in where we can run him good. <laughs> yeah, got but, smart. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> stayed away from the open country. That's right. We've had we've had some people see him, and oh, you need to come run him. It's like ah, it's right by a bunch of houses. So we don't really. It's got a bad road. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. There's a bad road right there. Yep. And I'm not going to run. I don't want a chance of dogs getting hit. So yeah, definitely. That's our biggest thing. We're running. Um, you know, other people running out there. We always try to have a guy on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, this time of year, up home, with quite a bit of snow right now, so we have two or three guys on snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. We still have a guy on the road. Gotcha. Because well, all the snow, I mean, even the other day we were running, um, he hit, one of them hit the tad road and run the tad road for two miles. Jeez. And so we grabbed the dogs and pulled them off. Yeah. Because uh, I, I actually couldn't find where he left. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he went up someone's driveway or, I, I don't know, we couldn't find his track. Yeah. Unless he hit another road and kept running. I, so we just went and found a different track and run that one mm-hmm. and uh you know got on that coyote and ended up being a pair and uh they come across the road come across this uh, woods road and the guys weren't paying attention one come across like oh there's a coyote right there and they kind of got somewhat ready and right behind another coyote came <laughs> <laughs> so they, they got the second one which ended up being a female good deal and, uh, but uh so a lot of these areas where we're hunting with the coyotes um the landowners uh, you know we try to get everybody on board mm-hmm. uh most everybody is real good in our area on the okay. coyotes. They want them. They want them gone. And after we start hunting these areas for a couple of years and killing, you know, harvesting a bunch of these coyotes, uh, they they actually contact us and tell us, "Hey, we're seeing more rabbits. We're seeing more grouse. We're seeing more oh, yeah. turkeys. We're seeing more deer." I mean, you know, this one guy, farmer, we started hunting his land. Um, he said he had never he hadn't seen a fawn deer in his field in ten years. Wow! And last year there was four different does that had fawns in his field. Nice. So. Definitely helping. Yeah, so I mean, else. you know, when, when you kill 20 coyotes out of a block of land, it, it seems to help. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, and that helps because more landowner relations, and they tell people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Helps that way. We've got some guys that, you know, farmers we talk to, and they tell another farmer, and, you know, he doesn't allow hunting, but, oh, you're hunting coyotes? <laughs> you're getting coyotes? Yeah. You know, I, I want them to come hunt my land, you know. and, and now, is where So you that, hunt? that's helped us. Is that, a, is that for mo- the most part, private land then? Almost all private where okay. we're hunting, yeah. Gotcha. So, I've, you know, I've grown up in that area, lived there. My parents lived there all their lives. I lived there all my life, so we know a lot of the people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wh- whether they know my parents or they know me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we have connections there, and we can yeah. work them enough that, you know, we talk to the people. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be nice to everybody, no matter what. If somebody comes and is mad, the dogs run across their property, I'm sorry. I'll try to get them off. Yeah. You know, every now and again we get into different blocks that we're not usually used to in, and they don't. A lot of times, it's the people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they hear the dogs barking. They 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 always think they're running deer. Well, <laughs> you know, the, and they're not. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had you know quick little story. Uh, two years ago, we had quite a bit of snow, and um, we had coyotes actually running in with the deer. Yeah. We had like ten or twelve deer in a line, and the coyotes inside the line. Yeah. Running with them, trying to get the hounds off him. And uh, so the guys couldn't shoot because, of course, all the deer were there. Funny story for you. I was talking to a coyote hunter from Michigan, 
he said they had Kai run through a block, a bunch of deer, kind of like you just said, past the deer. The hounds went through the deer, still on the coyote. The deer kept following the hounds. Yeah. I've seen instances where the, where the deer just stand there and watch the hounds run by with, yeah. a, with a coyote. And they're like, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> you know, you don't know what the deer are thinking. But, yeah. you know, they, don't, they, don't, they just seem to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. They'll move and they'll, they'll get out of the way. And Well, that's what this guy was thinking. That, like, you know, after the dogs got through, they figured the deer would kind of peel off. Yep. yep. They just kept running with them. Yeah, they do sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? Let's talk well, about? I think you know everybody keep doing the hound hunt, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as as everybody who's doing this, um, whether you're doing a, a coon hunts or rabbit hunts, or you want, we got to stick together. Yeah, definitely. Because the other side, all they want to do is splinter yep. and try to get the coon hunters against the coyote hunters or whatever. Yep. And you know, divide and conquer. That's we need to stay together, no matter what kind of hunting it is, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's some things that I'm really kind of iffy on, but I'm not going to turn your hunt down. Yep. I was just talking to the, the Trappers Association over in another building, and that's what me and he goes, you know, the coon hunters and the trappers used to kind of be at odds, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yep. And he's like, seems like we kind of can stick together now because there's so many yeah. common enemies. We that's right. To. I was like, and exactly. it's, the, it's the same way with the hunting. I'm part of the Maine Professional Guides Association Board of Directors, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we talk about this stuff all the time when trying to get different factions all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say factions. I mean, it's not a faction, but, you know, deer hunters, yeah. you know, and, and get everybody on, on the page because, if, if, like, I'm harvesting coyotes, it helps deer in your area. Yep. And, and the deer, like I said, our dogs don't chase them. They just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we watch them, and they've, we've watched them coyotes run right by with the hounds yeah. behind them with the deer just standing there watching them <laughs> and they, they they seem to deer know even with the hounds barking if they're on them or not yeah they they, they just they know they, and they're not scared i mean they just kind of like meh. <laughs> yep they'll take a few hops off the side and let them run by and keep going so definitely no and i'm coon hunters can all tell you the same exact kind of stories you know yeah we, we treat coon right next to deer bedded down all the time i've been in a tree before and looked down um, with my miner's light and the deer are within 20 feet of the tree that I just climbed up. Yeah. Looking to see what's going on with two hounds at the bottom of the tree, mm-hmm. barking, barking tree. So, yeah. I mean, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you think it's like, why are you doing that? And they just sit there like, hey, what's going on? Yep. Kind of neat. It's another curious, so just, well, that's kind of neat. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the biggest thing is we all need to stick together all yep. the way around, no matter what it is. And, nope. I can't, you know, can't say that enough. We've had we've had instances in Maine where the Humane Society's tried to stop our bear hunting and stop bear hunting uh, up there, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of different outfits have helped us, like, you know, like Sporting Alliance and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, hound associations. Everyone got together and, and helped stop that. And yeah. there's a lot of things going on in the country right now that we all need to look into. Definitely. You know, if we can give a few dollars to some of these outfits, like you know, it's going to help us on the long run because if it if it's me today, it's you tomorrow. Yep, definitely. You know, because their their goal is to get us all. Oh yeah. Definitely. So. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk well, to me today. Ben, I think it's been great. I'm really uh, yeah. glad we did this, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe we can do this again sometime. Sounds good. All right. Have a good day. You too. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>